John chapter 10, verses 1 to 11, the good shepherd and his sheep. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I wonder which of these two images is most relevant to you at the moment. Do you feel full to overflowing? Life is good and there's lots to be thankful for. Waking up feeling fresh, plenty of energy, looking forward to what each day is bringing. Or do you feel you are running on empty? Life is hard, more negatives than positives. You wake up exhausted, energy levels are low and you wonder how you will get through the day. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now these words come in the context of Jesus' teaching about his own ministry and the rural image of shepherding and describing himself both as the gate to the sheepfold and as the good shepherd. And most significantly, he describes the purpose of his ministry that he has come to bring life in all its fullness. It's a wonderful description of what Jesus is longing to do in our lives today. He doesn't want us to be running on empty, but to live life to the full. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But first we need to notice that there is actually another character within this analogy. Listen again to the words of Jesus in John 10 and verse 10. He says, the thief comes only to kill, steal and destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. It's tempting to jump straight on to Jesus, the good shepherd, and think of life in all its fullness. But first we need to reflect on the thief. Who or what might that thief represent? The thief represents anything or anyone who robs us of the fullness of life to be found in Jesus Christ. And the church today 
is by no means immune from the presence of the thief. The thief can be rightly understood as the inevitable consequences of our broken world. So many things are wrong and damaging. We are not living in the Garden of Eden that was there right at the beginning of creation and before the fall. Neither are we living in the New Jerusalem in that final new creation at the end of time. No, we are living today in a world where so often mankind has rebelled against the purposes of God, where selfishness and greed have taken hold and dominated our agenda. And the thief is very evident. That thief can also be understood as the direct presence and damaging influence of the evil one. Satan is real. We do live in a spiritual battle. The words of Ephesians 6 and verse 12 are so important here. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There's the thief. The thief can be understood as anything or anyone which causes our lives to be running on empty. Those anxieties and fears which absorb our energy like a sponge, those difficulties and struggles which so easily overwhelm us, these are the signs of the thief at work. Now I hesitate to use the C word, but it is actually very relevant here. This global coronavirus pandemic which has paralyzed the world and caused such devastating loss of life and deep hurt and fear can indeed be a valid interpretation of the thief in these words of Jesus. Yes, God can use this tragedy in positive ways and in powerful ways, and we do see that happening again and again. And there have been some wonderfully encouraging signs very recently of the Spirit of God at work in our country and across the wider world. But fundamentally, we are dealing in coronavirus with an enemy that robs us of the fullness of life. And I would suggest that the thief is actually working overtime at the moment, causing havoc and mayhem across the world. And that if you and I pause for a moment, we may well also see the evidence of the thief's work in our own life today. Much of what we have known as normal is not happening. So much of what we thought is certain is now being shaken. Jesus says to you and me today, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come so that they may have life, you may have life and have it to the full. So let's turn our attention now to Jesus, the Good Shepherd and the fullness of life that he's able to bring us today. What is the meaning of this phrase, abundant life or life in all its fullness? How can we be full to overflowing rather than running on empty? I think there are three words that are particularly relevant to answer this. And they're based on the verses uh, around this verse within the same passage. And the first word is trusting, trusting. Verse three, he calls his own sheep by name 
and leads them out. The start of abundant life is to have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, to know who he is and to know that he knows who you are and that you belong to him, to trust him completely with all that your life entails, to put it completely in his hands, to know that he loves you, that he died for you, that he wants to be your friend today. Coming to Christ, believing in who he is, trusting in him now, seeking his forgiveness and his renewal in your life, this is all the starting place for life in all its fullness. And if you haven't yet started there, that is the place to begin, where today you trust completely in Jesus, knowing that he loves you and that he died for you. He wants to be your savior and your friend. But then that trusting leads on to listening. Verse four, his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. I'm very challenged by this. How carefully am I listening to the voice of God today? I am bombarded with other voices. Most of them are very well-meaning. Endless comments and resources on how to be effective during this challenging time. But one voice matters above all others, and that is the voice of Jesus. The Pharisees understood the key to life in terms of following the rules. But Jesus presented the key to life as following a person. And Jesus was later to say in this same gospel concerning the Holy Spirit, that that spirit is the spirit of truth who will guide you into all truth. That's chapter 16 and verse 13. Now, not everyone has more times, more time on their hands at the moment, but many people do. And I encourage you to read the scripture slowly, to be unhurried in your prayers, to go for quiet, reflective walks, to dwell on positive moments, and to allow the Good Shepherd to speak into your life. And if you feel that you're running on empty, then this is particularly important as you move on towards recovering that abundant life which Jesus wants you to know. As well as trusting, there has to be listening. Karen spoke earlier about finding joy in small things. That is so true as well. And also to say that it can help a great deal if you're on your own to talk with someone else who you know and trust about these things. Don't be afraid to say how you feel and maybe go on to share resources of what devotional material you're finding helpful and find ways to encourage and support one another in this time. Trusting, listening and then serving. Because of the sheep, Jesus says, they will come in and go out and find pasture. That's in verse nine. And this movement in and out is very interesting. The key to abundant life is not to hide away in the sheep pen and hope that the thief does not find you, but to stay close to Jesus, who is himself the gate to the sheepfold and the good shepherd, and to listen, watch, pray and serve. 
There is a movement here between stillness and action, between listening and serving, between receiving and giving, between resting and working. And those movements are so important in discovering the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. It's important that our serving is not just a frenzy of activity because we feel we ought to be doing all of this, but rather a focused and caring support of other people because the Spirit is prompting you to serve in that particular way at that time. For some that will mean doing shopping for those who can't get out. For others it will mean making a phone call to someone who is struggling. And for others it will mean preparing a gift or a meal or some flowers that will bring joy and blessing. Trusting, listening, serving. These are the ways in which we can move forward from running on empty to developing a fullness of life in Jesus Christ. But there is an important twist to all of this, which comes in verse 11, just after our text. And there we read, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The same Jesus who brings us abundant life today is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. The life that we receive from Jesus now comes through suffering and death. It's only possible because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And while this is uniquely true of Christ, there is a truth in this for us as well. Faith is often quickened through difficulty. And we're seeing this very definitely at the present time. There is a particular opportunity to nurture abundant life at this time when there is a heightening of pain, insecurity and suffering. In the shadow of death, abundant life is truly to be found. So today, is Shirley Baptist Church full of people who are running on empty, tired and exhausted? Or is Shirley Baptist Church full of people who are full to overflowing with the abundant life of Jesus? My guess is that we have people who are in both of those places and many who are somewhere in between. But this morning I bring you this message and pray that you may be among those who are trusting in Jesus, carefully listening to Jesus and willing to serve Jesus and through those ways may discover even more of the abundant life which he wants to bring to all of us now. In a moment we will share communion and this will be part of our trusting and listening today. And as we come to the table of the Lord, I pray that Jesus himself will draw near to us now.